Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey. Today, on the morning edition of uh, Mr. Nice Guy, I've got the uh, math surf rock duo Beach Burial uh, on the show today. Uh, with their new record, Dog Years, just came out this past summer. Um, it was a lengthy process for them to record it. So I'm excited to talk to them all about their creative process and uh, everything that went into it and what they got coming up next. So, uh, Tom and uh, Elliot, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Yeah. Weird. Groggy. Groggy, right. Finally clearing up, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of you guys are a little sick. Yeah. yeah Something's <laughs> going around. I'm waking up. This coffee's bringing me to life. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad I made a enough for for you guys too because yeah, i had two cups already yeah um, yeah i was out till bar closed last night at the cream city beat battle which i'm never out that late <laughs> wait yeah like so uh yeah man i'm, I'm getting there too but yeah so uh what we talk about on mr nice guy we examine love and fear passion creativity all that good stuff um first time i saw you guys was at cactus club for your release show uh Believe Snag also performed mm -hmm. tonight. Yeah, shout out Snag. Yeah, um, of course. They were here the other day, and uh, <laughs> we had a, we drank a lot of seltzer. Yeah, had a great time. Sounds about right. Talked about uh, climate. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> New album. Super excited. Yeah, for yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Snag's too good. I know. What's up with that? Yeah, they're <laughs> one of my favorite bands in the city. But yeah. um, but it was it was uh, really like um, it was awesome to see. Both you guys, like you guys and them, like performing at Cactus Club. Yeah, the best there is. Like, yeah, which it was just a really awesome night. Like a lot of just really like intricate, aggressive, and just super like in your face performances that mm -hmm. night from you guys and them. And uh, yeah, it was. I remember like when I was. I definitely this summer like I set out to. Um, cover more like experimental and more like um you know indie rock uh shows out for breaking and entering mm -hmm. and i had you guys on my mind for a while mm -hmm. um and it was it was a real treat like getting to see you guys so um, I, you guys were supposed to go on tour but that didn't happen right yeah no yeah, it, <laughs> yeah um our friend mace who was going to be like the driver for the tour and like helped us coordinate everything they were actually going, like we, we did all of our tour shopping, we ran to Walmart up on Capitol and it was great. And then we got dropped off and they were going to go to Best Buy in Wauwatosa and get a new camera battery to have a backup. And they actually like, I think, basically hydroplaned into a pole. It was a rainy day. It was crazy. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it. But we're going to be going on tour this upcoming month in November. With peroxide, right? With peroxide, nice. yeah. And uh, Mace is also going to be coming along and documenting everything. And yeah, Beach Barrel and Peroxide. And it's going to be great. Awesome. And that'll be seven full days. Um, and we're playing a release or a kickoff show at High Dive um, prior. I think that's like the 14th of November. Mm -hmm. We're going to be playing with uh, Curb Sitter. Nice. And I think another band, but... 
Um, yeah, then we're going down to Chicago and in a bunch of other spots. Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, uh, shout out to Mace. Yeah. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mace. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's good for them that, like, they were still, you know, dis- despite the very unfortunate occurrence, like, yeah. that they're still going to be joining you again um, on this upcoming run. It'll yeah. hopefully, like, you know, it's good that you guys were still able to, like, you know, get back up and at him, like, being on yeah. the road, like. Yeah. And we, we actually used a lot of that time. We played the River West 24. We played two sets. Nice. And, That's like, yeah. we recorded, Sweet. like, 20 songs at... Um, yeah. The Bong House, which is our friend's house on the other side of River West. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so like it was super productive. We got just a lot of that stuff done, and it was probably more productive in the long run. Cool. It's one of those things where you just you know you see the the big shiny object and you want to just jump for it, and mm-hmm. then there's a big pitfall, but it ends up working out in the end, and it's frustrating. Nice. How, yeah. <laughs> but right. it's all good. Um, we're actually going to be releasing a peroxide beach burial uh, tour tape. Fuck yeah. Um, so we're peroxide's going to have three or four new songs that we're going to be recording on there, and we're going to have. Uh, Eric Apnea playing bass, uh, yeah, which he didn't get to play for our demo because we were uh, still trying to figure out the bassist situation. But uh, yeah, we're going to be using his van, and it's going to be awesome. But Peach Pharaoh's going to have two new songs. And Sweet. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the quality is probably better than the old recorders. Yeah. Yeah. Because our friend Nick knows what he's doing. He's got everything set up. It mm-hmm. was so much less stressful. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so playing the twenty four, did you guys have to play like uh, really like sets at like weird times of the day? It was like yeah, two in the afternoon. Um, I think we played at like two thirty. Um, it was at Nausicaa, um, and it was just like a checkpoint. Um, and then Beach Burial played a show, and it was like really weird because people just kept filing in, and then after a song would end, they would file out and like get their voucher or whatever mm-hmm. um, and then it would just be like a whole new group of people and the basement was always packed um, and like, <laughs> it was really crazy yeah. Yeah. there was this old lady in there that I thought like uh, was like my aunt or something <laughs> she was not but she just kept going like it's too loud yeah it's and too loud. she actually typed up a formal email complaint to the coordinator of the 24 and was like are you serious yeah and it was like, you know, this is too loud, this is like, too rambunctious, blah, 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 blah. It's a choice for her to go in. Right. Like, yeah. To, it's like you were in a house, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, you don't have to yeah. be in that, you don't have to be in there. And the, during the 24, like, there's lots of other things you can do. Yeah. It was, it was actually really funny. That was the only person that, like, complained, apparently. Um, and, like... The coordinator of the 24 was like, you know, this is supposed to be a showcase of River West and the culture and like River West has always been known for having, you know, basement shows and having a great DIY community and like this is what it is. So what? Right. Like, yeah. you want your two dollars, I'll like send it back to you. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, um, that's weird. But that's funny though. It was great. Because yeah, who, who enters River River West and complains about a loud show? Yeah, at like know? two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they were in like biking. We, we weren't even very loud. No. Right. I was playing through like a really tiny amp. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, we were not loud at all. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, Queen Vellum played that show, and then, oh, yeah. nice. uh, and then like, the touring bands dropped out, we so... played two sets, that's right. Yeah, but it was like, the second time we played was Arbors and Jaws, yeah. which is like... My solo stuff that Elliot drums for Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elliot's learned nice. like half the songs, I think, at this point. Yeah. So, so awesome. it's, it's kind of like Beach Burrow, we just kind of do that. Whenever we need a couple extra songs, we're like, well, we yeah. Arbors and Jaws. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Nice. So uh, I guess to start, um, I do want to uh, take it back a little bit and hear a little bit about your guys' musical background. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how long have you guys been playing music? Like, when did it become a creative outlet for yourselves? Mm-hmm. Tom, we can start with you. I started pretty early, probably when I was like seven. I started playing guitar. My cousin um, Ben and my his dad. My uncle Dean, who looks very much like Vince Condella, the weatherman. <laughs> he, he, they're both really cool, and they got me into playing guitar. They, my, my uncle Dean was in the Invaders when they started, which is like a local ska punk band, um, and they're still around, I think, but they just have different members. And then my cousin Ben was like learning how to play guitar at that point. He's, he was like probably like 15 when I was seven, and he got me into playing guitar because I just thought they were super cool. So I started playing, I bought like a guitar from him, like a little mini Squire um, for my little child hands. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, I bought that for like 60 bucks and I played that for a long time. And then my cousin gave me this tur- the guitar that I always play, that orange Tornado. Um, he gave me that when I was like 18. Wow. So, here. Is that the one you were playing? Uh where like the strap broke and you yeah. had to like sit on the edge of Cactus Club yeah. stage. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I fixed the strap since then, but yeah. Good. <laughs> that guitar is like, ever since I got it, I never played any other guitar. Nice. So nice. He like custom, kind of custom built it. I think he like changed the body shape and like, I don't know, he, I've never played a guitar that's been set up so nicely. The string was just so easy to play. Um, but yeah, since I was seven, I was playing. I took lessons for four or five years in West Bend. Um, I just recently saw my first guitar teacher at a show nice. at Quarters. Wow, nice. Because um, Drew, who is over at the Bong House or wherever we're recording, he like works with some of the people that like ran the music store that I took lessons through. Wow. So like I'm like reconnecting with them every now That's and again. Dope. It's really weird. Um, nice. Yeah. That's super cool. Hell yeah, dude. Um, what was your first band? Uh, it was Tree Minder, which is still going on. Actually. Oh yeah, sure. We're, we're doing, still doing stuff every now and again. Um, but that I think I joined when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Wow. Like that. Okay. Before that, I was in like some you know like school shit where it was like rockestra. Like yeah. Orchestra right. and yeah. rock instruments combined. It's like I'm getting graded on this. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, Tree Minder was my first band. Cool. And that was really sweet to be a part of. Awesome. And it's still really fun. Sweet. We've been doing new songs and stuff. I'm trying to get them to relearn songs that we wrote when we were like 15. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the only one that remembers how to play them, but... Classic. Slowly. Yeah. We have some jammers. I love it. I just love singing and playing guitar and like a punk sort of... Gotta go back to the roots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. A lot of good stuff there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Elliot, how about you? Well, um... I started playing around nine years old. I would say that's when I started taking the drums seriously. I got my first drum set for free from my aunt and uncle, 
they were actually storing it for like one of their friends in their basement, but they didn't like come to reclaim their drum set for like many years. So it was just sitting there and then my dad just brought it home. And um, like a little bit before then I like had joined band and I was like playing snare drum and like some bells and stuff. Um, but yeah, I played on that drum set for a long time. Um, and then I got another one from a garage sale and um, just been playing very consistently since about nine years old. Um, and you know, I took lessons for five years and it put a little bit of context to like what I was trying to do, but um, the pace was just like a little bit too slow for me. Um, so I eventually like stopped doing that. I was also involved with um, band, uh, you know, I had to do like pep band to be in band. So I had to play for, you know, basketball games mm -hmm. and playing like drum set. Yeah. And like, yeah. I hated that because I fucking hated everyone I went to school with. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in like jazz band and stuff. Um, and mostly just like playing by myself. I briefly, briefly like joined the women uh, who is actually still a band and they still do stuff around. Yeah, yeah, with Graham, uh, and like that was technically my first band, um, and I don't know how old I was. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. Wow! And I actually like played my first show at the Candlelight Collective in West Bend, and that's where I met like everybody. <laughs> like that was basically the start of everything because, like, I grew up just outside of West Bend and. I was pretty isolated before that, but there were a lot of punks and like just a lot of really amazing people that I have like these lifelong friendships with. Um, and like eventually like, you know, I just like started hanging out there more and then people moved to Milwaukee and like just been through so much with like everyone that's been involved with that collective. But then I moved to Milwaukee eventually and started Beach Burial with Tom. And I would say that was like my first band, like getting back into it. And then once I moved to like River West and did stuff with Beach Burial, I started doing stuff with Loopless, which also added a lot of context because like Beach Burial, like Tom's very percussive and like definitely had a lot of songs like written out, but was still like willing to work with me. Cause like, I don't know. It's, it's just like playing with somebody else was like way different than like playing by myself. But I think that there's benefits to both, mm -hmm. you know? Like you have to find your own sound, and I was able to find my own sound by playing with myself. But there was a lot more context put into it when I was playing with Tom. And then you know, joining Loopless was like a free form, just like noise band, <laughs> where I would just like do a drum solo and like being able to like have like no structure and like more structure. It's just like sure, being yeah. able to blend that together and like <clears throat> I don't know, um, and like seeing all these people that I grew up with in West Bend here and like seeing what they've done has been like really cool, but um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing drums for 15 years and like, thankfully I had parents that were willing to like put up with me learning all these fundamentals, like in the middle of nowhere, you know, for hours on end. Cause I don't know, I mean, first I like, I started skateboarding and then like I discovered punk and just like read a lot of zines and made a lot of art and then you know, slowly things like started to develop, Sweet. and like yeah. What we? What was that show that we met at? Was that? Uh, and what the dirty status? 
Oh god, yeah, that was yeah. True Minder played that, and Bonesaw played that, and the women played that. I actually yeah. played in a speedo, and like it was really fucking weird. Yeah, um, I was very intimidated by you. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I talked to you at that show. But I remember being like, well, now I know that's Elliot. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, then we actually met at the Campbell, I'm sure. Yeah, like yeah, somewhere along the line, and like, it's crazy how many times like I've crossed paths with like all these people that I'm like really close with now yeah. like and how things work out and develop it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. um but yeah no that was a crazy show it was just like a random show. show I remember <laughs> my parents like dropped me off or something or no they were like in West Dallas for some reason yeah and they wanted to come to the show yeah and I was like you do not want to come to the show <laughs> it was in a basement and like it was so grimy in this mm-hmm. basement <laughs> doing illegal things happen, you know, some illegal things right. happen. Yeah, in this sure. And I was like, Mom, Dad, you cannot be coming in here. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't partaking, but yeah, it was uh, it was an intense situation. Yeah, I had my was, first forty on that night. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I felt it was I felt great. Yeah, an old lady that lived at the building that was just like. <laughs> The hype man of the show. Yeah. I remember oh, it. Wow. She would just <laughs> like, you gotta get a record deal. Yeah. You gotta get a record deal. She was like standing outside of the house, like, there's a rock and roll show going on tonight. And was like really excited. Yeah, it was in like an apartment complex in the basement. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Damn. It was where Graham nice. lived, right? Yeah, it was right. Graham's old house. Oh, fuck yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that so crazy. Yeah, that was definitely like one of the craziest shows like in that part of my life. Yeah. Where, so where was that? It was like, in West Dallas. Oh, there. sure, wow. I don't remember exactly where. But, but that's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, uh, how'd you get the nickname Blot? Oh, uh, well, I, I was probably like a junior in high school, and I was going in to get my picture taken for like the yearbook and like my school ID, and they just like misspelled my name. They wrote, instead of Elliot, they wrote Blot. Pass. And like I just saw like my picture oh, and it just funny. said like blot and it just kind of stuck. It was funny. It was like Life Touch did that. Like they did all the yearbook photos and shit. And I ended up working for them years later. Oh, but just like yeah, because I was doing a bunch of seasonal jobs. I did. I was a face painter at the zoo for two years and oh, wow. like that was my favorite job. Um, I also yeah did yearbook photos. So I would drive to a different school every morning and like set up all this equipment. That was a crazy job. And yeah. I lost two cars that like they just couldn't handle the driving and like a lot of it was in the winter. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was miserable. Um <laughs> but yeah, school photos in winter. Yeah. That make sense. No, I, it doesn't. Yeah. You do that like the first week of school when it's so like hot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fucking schools around yeah. Milwaukee. Um but yeah, we also did schools in Madison. Um I drove for the pedal tavern for a while. Damn. And nice. yeah, if you could put up with like drunk bros, God, and, like yeah. a lot of pitbull, I did like, one of paid pretty well. I did one of those like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. uh, with my ex girlfriend, and like, I mean, it was like fun, I guess, but it was also like, I don't need to do this to have fun. It's more of just the oh. idea yeah. of it. That, yeah, like, yeah, like it's it's like you know I have to exert like work. You yeah. know, to like actually make this work, you know, like yeah. When I'm yeah. drinking, I don't want to keep like pushing this heavy ass <laughs> car yeah. with my yeah. feet, you know. 
It's all part of it, you know? Yeah. You didn't have to, you didn't have to pedal, you just steer. All I had to do was steer and work the brakes and That's make sure crazy. there was no glass on the pedal tower. And, yeah, right. And uh, No glass allowed on the pedal tower. Yeah. Right. And it was like, I don't know. Do you have to have to get like yell at somebody? Nah, I mean, I'm sure there was like a time or two. Well, a bunch of drunk white... Yeah. Packers fans were all just yelling and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bachelor parties were the worst. Yeah. So it was just like all the boys. Boys night out. Yeah. Hitting the pedal. It's <laughs> the boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, that's an interesting. Uh, uh, pretty. That's an interesting resume of jobs you've had. Yeah. 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 There's been a lot, yeah, even more than that. Weird stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's all worked out. I've been able to pay my bills and right. like so. Yeah. But I don't know. I like seasonal work because like it splits up the time and I have a lot of time to focus on my art and stuff like that, which is like my free time is more important than money, which is probably why I'm so broke. But <laughs> same, same you know, here. yeah. As long as I can like pay my bills and make sure that everybody's okay. Yeah. And like I'm handling everything I need to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can. I learned that, you, you learn that from, you know, living so, like, paycheck to paycheck that mm -hmm. you can get by with a very simple lifestyle, you know, making mm -hmm. a fucking, um, you know, a PBJ and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, working a couple nights a week. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, like, being responsible with what you have. Like, exactly. I start, I, like, I always try to drink at home. Like, mm -hmm. I always try to, like, buy beer yeah. at, like, the corner store. Yeah. Drink, do my drinking here before I go out, Me too. so I don't buy yeah. things at the bar. I try to eat and cook like most of my meals like at yeah. home. Like maybe go out to eat once in a while for like a treat, but like yeah, it's honestly like yeah, like being low income people with like creative uh, minds, like yeah. it. You kind of learn to like just sort of like get by and like you know. You, it, it honestly becomes like a pretty adaptable lifestyle if you just you know don't be impulsive exactly yeah know? and like it's all about balance like right. I definitely know what fulfills me and what doesn't like work does yeah. not you know insane yeah. unless you have like a really cool job and like yeah. I don't know there's pros and cons for every job but yeah. like yeah I mean I get free food every night from like where I work yeah you work at Collectivo yeah. Right? yeah I like, at company brewing like I get to, you know, we get a family meal. I get to eat, like, if there's ever, like, a mistake order, I get to eat it. I yeah. just eat fries all night. Like, yeah. work jobs that you can eat at are yeah. are, are very, very, like, uh, those are, that's important. Supremo, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I eat a lot of my job. But yeah. I get, like, I always, at the end of the night, there's only a few things we can take home. <laughs> and I always get sick and tired of fucking mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, make I make them every day fresh and like yeah. I always make They're way filling. too much. Yeah. So like, I take them home and I just have these mashed potatoes in my fridge and I'm like, I just can't. I just can't eat yeah. these mashed yeah. potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. I get kind of tired of our food sometimes too, but if I'm like away, but it's usually that's only when I like work back-to-back -back days like if I give if it's a couple days I have off and then I come back to work I'm like okay I can enjoy the food again mm -hmm. um, I've had some odd jobs too um, I caddied through high school uh, I was actually in I worked at the oyster bar uh, at Metro Market so I was okay. shucking oysters yeah when that was still a thing 
I did security at a concert venue back home in Illinois. That was, <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Did you ever place. toss anybody out? Mm-hmm. No. No. That's okay. Cool. Well, that's why I, <laughs> I kind of just stood, stood in one place for like eight hours yeah. a night and just told people like what gate to go into. Like, yeah. Be like, hey, you can't park here. Yeah. <laughs> that's really all I did. But, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's. It's kind of funny though, like, I mean, I, I similar to you, um, work has just, I've always kind of put work as like secondary to like what my personal goals are, which yep. I should, I shouldn't be, we, people like us shouldn't be doing in our age group. But, yeah. Yeah. But like it, it's all about balance. Exactly. You know? like, right. I mean, there's a lot of endeavors that just take time to build up. And I think that, you know. I'm enjoying all the time that I'm spending and everything's okay. So, um, and I am thinking about like my future and stuff, but I'm also not overthinking it. So I'm just like my short term goals too. And like, for me, it's like, you know, tour, like planning for that. And like, I'm so excreting a bunch at our studio, um, down in St. Francis and like just getting a lot of stuff ready for that. And like, you know, hoping to make some money from tour. I'm not like, that's not my main goal. Like just to be able to travel and like meet new people and like be able to do this all again. And like, we're all just friends, like going on a road trip and I get to play two sets a night. So if I can play my drums every night, like that's all I want. Yeah. So it's like, things will work out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that'll, everything uh, all being said uh, mm-hmm. so this record dog years yeah dog so years. so i saw like what it took you like, three years or so yeah damn yeah oh very yeah. uh sounds like it was an odyssey it sure. was great yeah was, like, <laughs> three, three different locations i think we recorded in. do we use anything from the first um, your house on let's see. that yeah we were actually the first and the last song drain yeah yeah we uh, recorded Hands That Mold and Into the Unknown. We actually recorded both of those the last night that we were at my first apartment in Milwaukee at the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a crazy basement. We like had carpet on all the walls and like yeah. it was kind of grimy. Like we let it get a little grimy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it was a sweet place. It was so dark and dingy. Yeah, yeah, and like we, I used to live like above Alex Fishman who was in Kagedama. And like, yeah, that's where the Kage Dama album was recorded. Yeah, right. If you have that, check it out. Um, I'll yeah, check it out. It's just like some black metal. Oh, or not black metal, but like doom. Yeah, I like this. It's so metal. good. Nice. It's um, there's some thing in the works with that coming back too. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I forget yeah. that that album was recorded in my basement yeah. too. Yeah, it was wild. Like in our studio where we started. Yeah, we did everything out. down there, and then Alex mixed it. We didn't get it mastered or anything. So yeah, it. that turned out fabulous. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds really good. Or maybe we did get it mastered. I don't remember. But yeah, that that we recorded two songs in that basement, The Drain, mm-hmm. and then at your new place, mm-hmm. we called The Drain. It was, Boyd, yeah, was or The Moat. The Moat, yeah. yeah. And we couldn't really play down there too much because of your neighbors. Yeah. But like, we did a little bit. Yeah. And we recorded another two songs. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, down there. But like we ended up using just the drum tracks from all those. Mm-hmm. And then we did the rest of the space, I think. Yeah, yeah. Production on that thing is amazing. You guys layered that album really well. Yeah, it was it was a huge learning experience yeah. for me. Like, um, just 
working like I that was the first time like working with Pro Tools for me and like it was just a lot of fun like layering everything yeah and just adding this texture and like seeing these songs that we've had for so long come to life and like finally getting some closure to it because I would say the first year was like we wanted to like start recording right away but pretty much all the songs off that album we like learned and wrote in the first year of being a band yeah. and then after that it was just like we start. We kept like writing all these songs and like trying to record all these and like backlogging everything. By the time we finished it, we had like two or three albums worth of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but those are all recorded now too. Well, the drums are. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. just laid out some guitar tracks, but yeah, yeah. The, that album, this first one, turned out well. Yeah, nice. it was a huge labor of love, and like I really enjoyed going in later and like doing guitar and synth over it and stuff. Yeah, and like. I don't know. I wish that we could have done more, but I'm glad we didn't because like it's just me and you, so I wanted to keep that. Like, yeah. So on the album, you could, I don't know, you can kind of hear there's some other instruments going on. But I didn't want to make it so it's like something completely different from what you see live. Yeah. It's just me and you. Yeah. But, sure. um, just like trying to capture all that. Yeah. Um, I think if we had the time, we could have just sat there and layered, and layered, yeah, and like kept adding different tracks, and yeah. it would have been insane. Yeah. But I don't know if it would have been like. Beachberry a little bit something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have to name this new project. Yeah. yeah. We added too many layers to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple more bandmates. Yeah. Right. What did uh, the name Dog Years come from? Dog Years was, it's it's a name that, it was something that just kind of like came to me. And I mean, personally, it represents like fleeting time and like, how you can cram so much into a short period of time and it feels like forever when you're like going through it and then in retrospective it's just like nothing so like this album took like three years and then it was suddenly done and like i think that it's pretty much like a combination of like the spirit of like living in west bend and growing up you know together and like just being around all these friends and just like experiencing so much and like finally having an album that for me like captured it and just trying to appreciate the time spent and um, finding appreciation in like the small details that you know you would overlook in life you know and I don't know there's a lot that you can appreciate in a day's worth of time and like you know it's easy to overlook it but um, you know if you can just you know take a step back and find some beauty in it. There's a lot to that. Um, so, yeah, and I guess it's also a shout out to my dog Yazoo. And she's like a little French bulldog. Um, she just turned four in August. Shout out Yazoo. Shout out to Yazoo. Shout out the pup. Yeah, shout out to that pup. She's a buff pup. And she's buff just the pup. sweetest dog. She is stocky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, it's, um, that's basically where it stems from for me. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. Well, that's that's really uh, it's really important to keep in mind because we're a lot of our a lot of us are very anxious. Yeah, you know we're very uh, our minds go a million miles an hour and like constantly like we're in this um, this paradigm of uh, you know being of dwelling on the past and. Uh, Frightened for the future, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. the 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 everlasting uh, struggle between like 
anxiety and depression for a lot of people is like constantly like worrying from both ends but like yeah. you meet in between and you're in the present moment yeah and you know you're taking what you've learned from the past and you're you know embracing what you've learned and how far you've come and uh, you know you apply that to like what what how you can do better in the future exactly everything you do and um and definitely like you know there's a lot like I'm a pretty easily amused person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like I find pleasures in a lot of things. I've and but but like I feel like for a while, like I definitely lost sight of that too. And like mm-hmm. it kind of like re uh, kind of once you like really take care of yourself, you really like start. You know, you grow that self awareness. It allows you to be in that present moment and appreciate mm-hmm. all those little things in life, like yeah, little intricacies. You know, mm-hmm. just things that are you find humorous yeah you know, like enjoying your friends enjoying the people you're around enjoying like you know like yeah just finding happiness all right and like, there's yeah. like not to sound cliche but there's just there's so many distractions yeah and like you know you look down at your phone and you see people yeah. having fun but they're they, just yeah, as anxious this, as you this fucking thing yeah like eats away at yeah. Us, dude. yeah like i mean yeah man. i fucking hate it And, like, that's why we aren't really active on social media. Sure. (laughs) It's, like, it's something that we, like, think about here and there, and, like, then we find something else to do, and we don't do it. But we still got to make tour announcements. We got all this shit to do, and it'll happen eventually. But, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. I really hate it. I wish that it wasn't such a focal point, because it can be a really positive thing, but... If you use it for the right reasons. Exactly. And it's hard to not get, like, sucked into it, because... I don't know. It's just such a big thing. Yeah. So as a. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I totally agree. Um. So as beach burial, uh, do you guys like the beach? Do you guys go to the beach much? Not as much as we should. Yeah, yeah. I should definitely <laughs> you know? go to the beach more. Yeah. I'm not a beach goer. I only I went to the beach honest. like twice all summer. Yeah, I think I went like four times. I feel like I was inside all summer. I don't think I went once to the beach this summer. So it was not the beach year for me. Uh, yeah. I was not ready for it, but right, you know, yeah. I strive to be a beach boy as much yeah. as I can. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, you can just believe it. Yeah. You know, you can speak it into existence to yeah. be a strive to be a beach boy. Yeah, beach boy. I'm right. more about the beach aesthetic. Yeah, the essence yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The being there at the beach. Yeah, I like the imagery and like kind of you know what you guys are in line and about um, like. I like a lot of music that's associated with the beach, you know, mm-hmm. like, I like a lot of, like, surfy, wavy pop music and stuff yeah. like that, so, like, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of just, like, the whole, I like the idea of, like, um, you know, like, just the sunrise and the waves and, yeah. like, you know, the, the nature, like, it's, it's beautiful, it's calming, yeah. uh, and it's, it's cool to make music sort of to that, uh, to that imagery, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, and like, I don't know, it could be taken, you know, being buried beneath the sand, having a good time, or just like a dead body being like, yeah, like getting a beach burial, and like, you know, whatever. Um, it's also a nice distraction and getaway for yeah. people to like go to the beach, All right, yeah. to get away from everything, um, yeah. and it's beautiful. It's a reminder of how big the world is. Exactly, yeah, you know. You look across the water. Have like, you ever listened to the poem Beach Burial? I've never have. I didn't know it's that that was good. like a poem. Maybe like search Beach Burial, you'll find like a poem by 
I don't remember who did it, but it's about like a soldier is being buried in you know like un like un uh, unnamed graves. Like, oh, wow. it's kind of sad. Yeah, just like that's getting, like that's the great. body just washes up on the shore. Yeah, it's your yeah. burial spot. Yeah, it's grimy. I don't know if that's what we were going for, but not at all. Yeah, but that's another side of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interpretive, you know. Yeah, we were between beach burial or nervous creatures. As far as like when we were naming the band, and then uh, we asked some friends what they thought was better, and they like beach burial mm -hmm. and like it's the alliteration. Yeah, yeah. So is that considered alliteration if it's only two words? It can be if you know the the consonants and the beach burial. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess not that hard to yeah. say, but <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So now that so the record's out. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are going on tour shortly. Very exciting. Um, yeah, like so. You guys have a bunch of new material in the chamber, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got, yeah. So and you're doing the tour tape as well. Mm -hmm. um, keep working in the studio, I imagine, oh, yeah. for the next couple months and whatnot. Yeah, our friend yeah. Dominic is recording all of our stuff. He's been doing a lot of stuff in River West. He recorded Acceleron Plus. If you oh know. yeah, sure. So that's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. I've been able to hear some sneak peeks of that, and it's nice. So good, so good. <laughs> but uh, Nick's crazy. He's just a mastermind when it comes to that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like always ready to be like, "You want to come over and track?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Nice. Now go over and track a song and just like tire out and like be mentally too tired. Like I, I usually go over there after work or something. Yeah. I'll track one track of guitar, and and then I'll like listen to the next song. Like because right now I'm working on Chirp Part One and Part Two, as the two songs and. Sure, part one is significantly easier to play than part two. Yeah. So I'll play part one, and then Nick will be like, "All right, you ready for part two? Yeah. And I'll like try to play a riff, and I'll just be like, <laughs> I, gotta, Dude, I, gotta, "I gotta take it." Gotta step yeah. outside. Yeah. I think in the, I gotta do, yeah. I gotta do part two in the morning for sure. Yeah. For, for sure. the fresh mind, but yeah. uh, we recorded all the drums in like two days. Two yeah. Days. We just blasted through them all. Yeah. They sound so good. Yeah, I'm excited to get back in there and hear. I don't know how you did it, like. It's just so tight. Yeah, I was just in the right mindset. Yeah. Um, I was really pissed off that we weren't on tour, but I kind of refocused that energy. Yeah. And like, it was, it just felt really natural to like go in there and like, as opposed to like recording dog ears, I was always thinking about whether it was recording and if my hard drive, you know, mm -hmm. stopped writing Most and the time that crashed. Was the case that yeah, stopped. yeah, which is another reason why it took so long. But recording with Dominic, I just set up my drums and I was able to just go and play my drums, and that was it. And like have a finished product, and it was just so easy. Yeah. And like he's got nice mics that we were using. Like yeah, mics. yeah, it sounded so yeah. good. Yeah, like when we recorded Dog Ears, Tom was playing guitar as I was playing drums. And like that turned out to be like the scra scratch track for guitar essentially. You could kind of hear the guitar in the drum tracks, which mm -hmm. is like, oh, so yeah, that made it more difficult to mix and like also change the overall mix. Not that it was bad, it was just like a little bit more work, whereas like Dominic has like soloed out drums and then like. Yeah, DI guitar. DI guitar and like we can record guitar totally and separately. Guitar is so much easier too because I can DI it and then we'll reamp it on whatever mm -hmm. amp we want. I don't have to play the track again, I can just. Yeah, through the amp. Yeah, and record it with whatever mics we want. And like, he's got some really nice guitars over there. Nice. So I've been, I'm using yeah. my guitar and then his Telecaster and 
maybe something else too. Yeah. Awesome. It sounds so good and so full. Yeah. It's gonna, this one's gonna be crazy. Yeah, we have a ton of Beach Burial tracks and then I think like 12 Arbors and Jaws songs yeah. that awesome. have drums on it, which wouldn't be like the main focus of Arbors and Jaws, but might be, it'll be released eventually somehow, yeah. somewhere. Is uh, Loopless still playing at all? No, um, Loopless is not a project anymore. Um, but, you know, I'm still cool with, with Bucko. Shout out Bucko. Shout yeah. out to Matt. Yeah. Matt Glassel. Of course. Yeah. Always doing shit. God damn. Like, like, they just, yeah. both of those dudes, they just have, like, so much energy and, like, um, just, they know what's up. They know what's up and they're both very genuine and, yeah. And they just, yeah, they care. Exactly. You know, like, at the end of it, it's like, they care, man. Like, yeah. that's, like... This, you know, there's people that, you know, do music because it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. That's why they play shows. That's why they go to shows, whatever. Mm. But those guys are actually, like, working towards a goal. Mm. And a goal that is, like, really, like, some of the real backbone of our Milwaukee yeah. music scene. Yeah, and it's, just, it's, like, the footwork that people don't typically want to put in mm-hmm. or think about putting in, like... I don't know. I've been so fortunate to have worked with like both of those suits and like so many other people that are just so creative and motivated and focused because like it's it's tough to find people like that, but I don't know. There's so much great stuff to be accomplished when you work with people like that and you're also it's very inspiring and like it's it's all really great. That's why I'm excited for Peroxide, because, like, yeah, yeah, um, Peroxide's myself and Matt Glassell and Eric Schultz or Eric Apnea um, and Joey the Bastard. Um, Also, shout out to the Bastard. Shout Um, out to the Bastard. Yeah. We love you. And, uh, yeah, and Nuclear Family's playing our first show in forever next week. Awesome. So that'll be fun. That's gonna be at Bremen, and I forgot the touring band. Sorry about that, but it'll be a fun show. Sure. Um, but yeah, Nuclear Family is the bastard. Myself, Tom's on vocals, and Mace is also on vocals. So that's also a really fun project, and there's there's a lot that's in the works for that that project too. That's a whole. It'll be after Halloween, but yeah, it'll be close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. I think we've done some good work here today. Mm-hmm. Let's close out. All right. So, Tom, what keeps you up at night? Oh, sleeping in keeps me up at night. Sleeping the, in, right? The dread of not being able to get up in the morning. <laughs> I haven't slept in in a while. Like, or at least my my idea of sleeping in has has evolved. Like when I was in high school, like sleeping in was like on the weekends. I'm sleeping till like twelve one. But now, I, if I sleep in, that's usually like if I'm sleeping till like ten. Yeah. Because I value the yeah. morning a lot. Oh yeah. You know, I value yeah. It, yeah. I value it, and I cannot. Something's wrong with my body. I need some <laughs> serotonin or something. Because I just yeah. sleep and sleep and sleep, and it sucks. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I have like restful sleep. I don't know. I gotta change something. I need restful sleep. That's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Well. I need some restful sleep. I don't know what to do. I'll figure it out. Yeah, sure. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's uh, a... Yeah, that's what keeps me up at night, you know? Yeah. Just the thought of wanting to get up early but not being able to. 
Elliot, what uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, was I productive enough today? And yeah. did I do enough shit? Right. <laughs> That's really it. Um, <laughs> I have too much going on. Mm-hmm. It's all really great, and it's all by choice, and I love everything. But I'm <laughs> like, did I do this? Because I still have to do that, and then, you know, I don't know. But eventually it'll all get done, so I fall asleep. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, all good. I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> what puts you to sleep, though, Tom? What puts me to sleep? Uh, I don't know. Well, apparently you sleep a, a shit ton. Yeah. You know? Apparently yeah. you're out cold, so. Yeah, well, sometimes I'm out cold, and then I wake up at weird hours. But, uh, I don't know. I'm always listening to podcasts or something and try to sleep, but maybe that's hindering my ability to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just do it some white noise or something but I don't know I just try to I just try to empty my mind and then and then I finally fall asleep yeah that'll put me to bed sure I have a bad habit of like cause I like I I'm like always like trying to like listen to the, like, the new releases new albums mm-hmm. and like I'll put it on like on my computer and then like lay in bed yeah. just to like you know relax to it but I'll, a lot of times I fall asleep to it mm-hmm. like Damn! Like now, I have to listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep during it, and I don't don't remember. Like that, I listened to the new Nick Cave record that just came out, and it's, I didn't even know that he was still alive. Oh yeah, yeah he's still making music. God damn! And it was really fucking good until I fell asleep, and now I like don't remember. I don't didn't hear like the last four tracks or something. Like that, you know? <laughs> so that's it's a bad habit of mine. So yeah. What uh, puts you to sleep, Elliot? Um, my dog Yazoo, mm-hmm. or uh, honestly, like playing with my sampler if I really can't sleep, and then just making like stupid, like ambient, like textured meditative tracks nice. that will never get released. Sweet. Like I'll just do it, and then I'll just like be falling asleep while I'm doing it, and then close my computer, and then just like usually just like delete it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the same like droney scent. But it did the trick. It does the trick, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, and it's pretty fun too, you know? So it's just like relaxing because like I'll just put my headphones on and just put on my stereo monitors and like I'm just in my world and like no one can touch me. Like no one's gonna like fucking say anything to me or like drag me out of this. This is my night for the rest of the night and then I just do that and I relax and then go in my bed. Hell yeah. I need to find my little pocket amp. So I remember... When I lived with my parents, I would play guitar at like 1 or 2 a.m. if I could yeah. sleep. Just with a little Marshall pocket amp, put some headphones in. Yeah. And you just distort it right in your, right in your dome, straight to the yeah. stream. And that's like, you just get lost. Yeah, um, it's the same thing. It's pretty cool. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. This. Yeah, of course. Those are the dog years. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for what Beach Burial's got coming up and then yeah. the let and the time to come uh and also catch their shows their shows are a ton of fun thanks for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time